Hello and welcome to Helvetic and AnchorCast. I think it is, uh, oh, that works. We're not affiliated with Olive Tree. Nope, we're not. Anyhow, hey, how's it going, everyone? Or, um, uh, anyone? <laughs> everyone or anyone. You That's know, our audience. In AnchorCast, no one can hear you scream if they don't tune in. So if you don't know, we uh, we run a, a regular podcast every every couple of weeks, roughly. Uh, that's HelvetecoWebsite.com. And then every other week, we like to uh, do an anchor cast. So that's what this is. And today, we're going to be talking about a big, big, big update that came from Adobe that actually doesn't seem all that big. CC 2018. Have you downloaded it, Joe? Nope. I don't... Uh... Did that help? <laughs> Sorry. Big know, update. I didn't know Chewbacca was going to attack us from the backseat here. Uh, let's see. I don't have a Creative Cloud subscription. So I use Creative Cloud at the office, but I use it from an installer there. So I can't grab 2018 yet. And I did just talk to our uh, boss about oh. getting 2018 whenever oh, we can. So okay, we'll see when that happens. Yeah. Uh, I do have a Creative Cloud subscription. And today I was using After Effects on my personal laptop. And I noticed that there was an update available and I said, oh, neat. Wait, I want to use After Effects right now. I don't yeah. want to wait 45 minutes for this thing to download, then have to move all of my plugins and then find out that the one that I needed to use for this project doesn't work, which I don't know if it, I imagine Adobe <laughs> has been a lot better about making these things work, uh, you know, getting, not yeah. dropping support for plugins, but who knows, you know? Right. Yeah. It's when you have a production environment that's functional, and you're in the middle of, uh, you know, you're buried under deadlines, it's not usually the right time to update. Usually you want to have a little bit of breathing room so you can update and deal with things as they're needed. That's why the Adobe installer, and I recommend this, they do have the uh, the checkbox for... Automatically install? Have... <laughs> uh, where yeah, where it keeps the old version. It installs the new version, it keeps the old version, so that if, if something's broken or whatever, you can just go back to the old version. Right, and to be clear, we are fascinating to listen to. I'm just really tired. Yeah, no, me too. I actually haven't been sleeping very well lately. Oh, high five. Yeah, woo. We're like two peas in a pod, or two men two in a peas. vehicle. <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> up a podcast. Um, so anyway, you know, I, I am... Had, if you guys had some kids, we could be a Papa podcast. But you don't have kids yet. No. I mean, you really need to work on that. Well, yeah. So anyway, uh, I am excited about some of the things that are coming. Uh, wow! You know, in the Just grocery yawning store, hang on a second. And in the grocery store, when Sarah's into the grocery store, do people ever come up to her and say, "Are none of these yours?" <laughs> the peas? None of the children in the grocery store. Because we get that. I have seven kids, so <laughs> we get the "Are all of these yours?" Thing all the I time. gotcha. <laughs> I was still stuck on the peas. Right. So anyway, um, no, here's the thing. Oh, you dear. have to give peas a chance. That's all I'm saying. You wanna, you wanna, let's get on topic. <laughs> Not likely. I don't mean to be uh, blunt here. No, that's totally fine. Uh, so Adobe 2018 update. Now, I as I was as we were walking to the car, we were going to talk about this more. And as I told David, I felt like I was trying to uh, cram for the podcast. I really. I, I've seen a few things that are pretty interesting on the 2018 update, but I don't really feel like I have much to contribute. I think Photoshop has some uh, selection refinement tools that are very interesting. A big update, actually feeling more like Affinity Designer in that, um, yeah. which I like to see some of these other companies out there 
forcing Adobe to step up their game a little bit because Adobe's been able to kind of sit on their laurels for a while, um, in, at least in some aspects. And so any company that comes out there and gives them some competition and pushes them to be a better company, even if you know they end up still being this big monolith that is the one design software that everybody has to use, um, at least this is forcing them to you know, realize that uh, they can't just sit around and, um, you know, be selling, you know, Adobe uh, um, CS3 uh, with new branding every year. You know, they've got it. They've got to bring. They got to bring their A game. Um, so that's that's been pretty interesting to see. I've been having to use uh, Adobe software more because of uh, some changes in the office, and so that's been interesting as well. So uh, there's a we've added a new designer, a new to us designer, a guy that's got a lot of experience. Has come on the team, and he's an Adobe guy in uh, you know in his design tools preference. Though he's working with Sketch and and some of the other things that we're using in house as well. Um, and it's kind of forced me to give uh, Illustrator and Photoshop more of a chance. So I've been running through some more tutorials on them, and you know there are some. It, it's kind of funny because I kind of poo pooed them because of liking Affinity Designer and Affinity Photo. And then I've had to work with some of the Affinity Designer and Affinity Photo files, uh, trying to get those into a usable format, you know, to hand off to someone else that is using Illustrator. And it's been painful. It's been really painful. I'm, I'm pretty disappointed in, in uh, the interoperability of files with them. And so I've been using Illustrator and Photoshop and, like I said, going through some tutorials and really do appreciate them a lot more than I did even, you know, three months ago. Um, so I'm excited to get 2018 installed and see some of those new features, but I'm also just enjoying, actually enjoying using that whole, uh, the, the, the big two on the suite that I use, which is Illustrator and Photoshop. Yeah, it's been really, uh, it's been really interesting seeing Photoshop actually have something to compete with and seeing Illustrator actually have something to compete with. And having tried the products, I definitely think that uh, for, you know, in a professional environment, you're often going to run into snags like you were talking about. Yeah. Or I know my wife was, uh, she, she discovered that you just can't really use smart objects while it has the smart transform tools. The, uh, the way that Photoshop handles smart objects is just a lot more robust. There's a lot more that you can do with them. Um, but these, these new solutions are heavily GPU-driven. Uh, as opposed to CPU driven, which right. means they're way more performant for certain things than Adobe is. And with each update, I've been watching, uh, like the latest version of After Effects, which I realized is, doesn't compete with Affinity at all. Uh, but the latest version of After Effects, they they uh, they said that layer motion blur effects. So like if you take a layer and you move it across the screen, those are now finally GPU driven. Before that was CPU driven. Right. And it's just like nuts to me that it's 2017. I almost said 2018. <laughs> it's 2017, and Adobe still hasn't gotten on that. Like, and with every with every release, they're like, oh, and now we've made Gaussian blur. But but of course, if you do a box blur, or I mean, I think box blur is uh, GPU driven now. But uh, it's just really interesting how how different things can can slow down your computer. And then uh, the other thing I I hit today was a bug in Photoshop that I remember hitting f five years ago. And it crashed Photoshop, and I had found a workaround for it, but I had kind of, I guess today was the day I forgot about how I used that workaround, and I, I didn't 
I didn't use the workaround and I hit this this edge case where basically you create a smart object, you open camera raw filter on it, and then you alt tab away from Photoshop. And when you come back, Photoshop will just be in this hung state. Oh, uh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. And it just happens every time and there's no way to get out of it. It doesn't, it doesn't crash Photoshop. It doesn't say not responding, but it's not responding. So you right. have to force quit it and then relaunch it and hope that at some point Photoshop did an auto save or you hit save recently enough. Right. So anyway, these updates they're they're kind of minor. I saw the I saw the the big thing for me I think is going to be that layer motion blur uh, that should speed yeah. up uh, After Effects stuff a lot. And then I did see Photoshop also has the uh, smoothing brush strokes, and I've been using the Apple Pencil with Astro Pad on my iPad to draw in Photoshop, mostly uh, simple stuff like layer masks and uh, dodge and burn that sort of thing. Right. Uh, but it'll be nice to have more smoothing there. So. Yeah, any, anything that gets some of the more, um, they actually have, uh, they have the smoothing, they also have a different pen tool where you can nudge your, uh, your Bezier curves without grabbing the handles. You can actually physically oh, that's grab the curve and push it back and forth, which uh, Illustrator's had for a couple of years, and uh, Affinity Photo and Affinity Designer have had out of the gate. So um, really cool to see them bringing that to Photoshop because... Uh, that's one of the things where I just feel completely hobbled when I get into Photoshop is I think they're, they have the pen tool, but it's so weak yeah. in Photoshop compared to uh, other dedicated vector tools. Um, anything else? Well, I guess to sum up, uh, if you are thinking about getting CC 2018, feel free. Uh, do recommend that you get the new versions and not install them over top, but have both side by side for a little while and then in a week if you're comfortable. Uh, go ahead and delete the old versions, yeah. uh, especially if you have space to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, looks like an interesting iterative update. I do wish they did more with GPU faster, but uh, we're getting there. Hopefully. Yeah, they're heading the right direction at least. That's for sure. All right, so uh, we're looking at the Slack as we update these, and Chris Ragsdale says he's only interested in Adobe Audition. Chris Ragsdale has an audio background, and uh, Adobe Audition is the app that we use to record our podcast oh, yeah. and that I use to edit stuff. I saw that it looks like they've made some stuff smoother. I really didn't watch very much on this because I have kind of my set of tools that I use in Audition and and that's it. But I did see that, uh, you know how when we hit record and the playhead moves and then it hits the end and then it bumps the yeah, it, it bumps the view, they actually, now it actually smoothly tracks. Oh, that's nice. With the playhead. Yeah, first time I used Audition and I saw that it wasn't doing that, I was really surprised because I have uh, what Camtasia Studio um, and seeing like that that's definitely a lower end piece of software compared to Audition and seeing that it's like well that just kind of does that naturally is that why wouldn't they do that right. <laughs> yeah. it's kind of it's kind of funny so yeah so hopefully too I mean I, I didn't look into this too much hopefully they're working on performance improvements I remember when I went to my uh, laptop which has faster single core performance but fewer cores than my old computer right um, how many cores did your old computer have tw had the 12 12, okay. 12 cores yeah uh, the laptop <laughs> just runs a lot faster and I realized there are certain effects and things that you can only do uh, single threaded, but hopefully they're they're finding ways to break more of it out uh, for performance on, on yeah. multi core processors. Yeah, absolutely. maybe they'll even do GPU driven audio. That'd be weird. That would be weird, but I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's kind of that's kind of a silly offhand statement, but frankly, the GPUs are so uh, performant right now that anything you can offload onto the GPU, even if it's not what you'd think of as kind of a native use for that, is it, it's not not uh, it, it could have a non-trivial effect on your performance, so it'd sure. be kind of interesting to see what they could do. All right, so 
Uh, we have a second topic here, which is, Joe, how is your iPad Pro with Apple Pencil going? I know that you were, you had been using the Wacom, uh, and now you are uh, mostly using it. Have yeah. you used the Wacom I've much? I've used the Wacom a little bit. Uh, I have a Wacom Intuos Pro 16-inch, uh, which, and I've said this before, if I had the 13-inch, I think I would use it more. I just think the 16-inch is so big and bulky that it's tough for me to uh, take it along with me. So it ends up, you know, staying at the office, and then I'll pull it out and use it once in a while, or staying at home, and I pull it out and use it once in a while. So um, uh, anyway, but it's a, it, it's it's really interesting, the just the, the direct feedback of what your, of your pencil is actually drawing on the screen where your image is, is pretty, uh, pretty profound. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a tough thing to beat. I can see that why you know why the Cintiqs have been so lauded by digital artists because um, with the iPad Pro and Apple Pencil I get a uh, similar uh, effect as uh, as having a Cintiq with of course quite a bit less money um, and, and I'm sure dyed in the wool diehard Cintiq users would have uh, some corrections to me on that but uh, they, they can't argue that it's a similar experience it's definitely not the same but it's definitely similar um, and I have found that having the device with me, I think if I were to go to a pure Wacom solution uh, and try to kind of have the same sort of thing going on, I wouldn't want a Cintiq. I would want actually one of the Wacom uh, portable tablets, the portable mm. computer tablets, because being able to actually have it with me, I mean, that's the big thing with the iPad is it's, it's small, light, and I have it with me all the time. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go take my kids somewhere, you know, take them to the mall or, or, you know, go shopping and I'm going to be sitting out in the car with, you know, some kids that are asleep or something. I can have that with me. Whereas, I mean, the thought of like firing up my laptop, uh, and pulling out the, the Intuos and, uh, getting everything all going and then starting to use that to draw effectively. Um, while you're in the car, in, in the car, or the shower, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, or exactly. That's exactly how iPads are not waterproof, guys. Don't try this at home. Yeah, they're only useful in a waterproof sense. Only it's cutting boards. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That, anyway, that's a. Uh, it's been a very interesting uh, experience. I really enjoy drawing on it. The thing that still drives me nuts and kills me on iPad is there isn't good vector software for iPad. There's there's some that are better than others, but. Um, there isn't a real good graphic design vector tool for iPad, and that's that's the biggest limitation I found there. Yes, yeah, so that's and that's one of my uh, frustrations with the Adobe Mobile tools. And and correct me if I'm wrong. You guys can touch base with us uh, on the Helvetic Slack channel or on um, uh, HelveticWebsite.com. Uh, you can find all of our other social things where you could you could reach out to us but as far as i understand it the the vector tools you know uh the adobe uh draw or adobe paint on uh, uh ipad are they're kind of like well it's like what you were saying it seemed like they are a drawing tool you just draw and then when you export you get some vectors out of it but they aren't like a direct vector manipulation tool there's nothing on there right. where i can say let me 
type this thing out and then I want to convert that type to outlines and then I want to start modifying that type. I can't do that. I don't know of a way to do that on iPad. Yeah, I used to think the Adobe mobile tools were pretty cool. Although I will say Lightroom on the iPhone 7 or 8 uh, with its HDR photo thing is really, really cool. But, yeah, I haven't touched that yet. Uh, that. That might be very good. Their modular solution I thought was a really good solution until I downloaded Affinity Photo for iPad and then I was like, oh, no, this this is better. <laughs> like, yeah. I, what I want is Photoshop on my iPad that works more like Affinity. Uh, yeah. Affinity for iPad. Um, so you've been doing your everydays on... Uh, Mostly using is that Procreate or yeah, probably like ninety five percent, ninety percent Procreate. I've also used uh, uh, Graphic, which is a drawing um, vector drawing tool that uh, Autodesk purchased. Um, it was its own okay. standalone thing, but now Autodesk owns it. Um, and that's I did that for one of my um, one of my dailies uh, for Inktober, and. Um, that was surprisingly good. Actually, it was it was better than I thought it was going to be. It was able to do some kind of neat stuff, and and it did have a completely vector solution to do it. But um, it's just a matter of learning how to use that, and again, running up against that limitation. Like I, if I'm using a vector tool, not being able to uh, interact with an edit type uh, in right. a meaningful way is a deal deal killer for me. Total deal breaker. I can't use it. Um, sure. At least not in a production level. Um, but yeah, so I've been using Procreate a lot for these uh, for these dailies, and it's great. It's actually a really excellent drawing tool. It's something that was a little overwhelming for me in the beginning, and now that I've used it for a while, it's pretty straightforward, and I um, uh, enjoy the fact that I can get myself a sketch going, add a layer, throw ink on top of it, and then hide my sketch layer or delete it, and have a real clean uh, drawing, and then I also can just do some real fast and loose stuff with ink, um, and coming up with some really, uh, I think, fun results. So, yeah, it's been fun, and it's been. Uh, I've had a few days with uh, busyness with home and family where I didn't get a daily drawing out for Inktober, but I'm just, I'm just not gonna hold myself to um, some particularly high standard on something like this that's voluntary. So. Sure. But I'm trying to get something out every day. So if you are interested in that, I think it's, what is it, at RealRar on ink, um, on uh, Instagram. So that's where I'm posting it. So uh, for me, I've been noticing, uh, well, I guess I, I use, obviously, my iPad Pro pretty differently from you because I'm not, I'm not as into drawing. But I have really enjoyed being able to do quick drawings, especially for, for things that are supposed to look like quick drawings and then uh, save those using the Files app with iOS 11. iOS mm -hmm. 11 has really made my iPad a lot more useful to me. Much closer to uh, a laptop as far as functionality. It's not yeah. quite there, but it's much closer. Yeah, so I've been, I've been using that, and then the other thing I've been doing a lot lately is just I, I have a lightning cable on both my home computer and my work computer. I just have a lightning cable dangling free from the computer. Mm -hmm. uh, we're finally to the point where those cables are cheap enough that you can just have a couple extra ones, right. uh, especially if you buy the, like the Amazon Basics or whatever. Yeah, unless you work at, a, uh, at the QA department at our office, then you never have enough cables because people come and grab them all the time. Anyhow, <laughs> um, but I'm so not bitter. So anyway, I just have that constantly there, and then if I just pull out my iPad, plug it in, and launch AstroPad, it does work wirelessly. I just like to have it plugged in for the performance. Mm -hmm. um, I'm able to just very quickly grab my pencil, open AstroPad, and 
uh, you know, start using the pencil for either uh, magic wand selection or refining a mask or um, I, mostly I'm using masks with like adjustment layers, that sort of thing, right. uh, to do dodge and burn. Uh, and that's been, that's worked really, really well. Um, I don't know. I've just, I've really been, iOS 11 has been great. It's, it's kind of the first time in a while that I've felt like the iPad is really, it's hitting its stride in terms of being a device that is way more useful than the phone. And on the things that it does, that a computer does, like it does them actually better than the computer. Like there are things that obviously I just can't do on my iPad, but then at the same time there are things like even web browsing. I prefer doing web browsing in general on my iPad to on my computer. Or there, there's just very, various things where uh, I feel like the iPad is finally doing things better than either the computer or the phone, whereas before it felt like it was trying to do the things the phone does and sort of trying to do the things the computer does, but you'd be better off with a phone or a computer. Yeah. So, yeah, no, go the, buy an iPad. The iPads are there, again, I think I think iOS 11 brings a level of uh, functionality to the iPad that it was sorely lacking before, and... Um, it really, it really makes the other. It, it's kind of funny. And one thing that I have noticed with it is, I have, uh, I have several Kindles, um, and I have access to multiple Android tablets with my job. Um, and the iPad is now, it, I, it's more in the realm of like a, um, uh, like a Chromebook, mm-hmm. uh, except it's got better apps, <laughs> just much better quality apps. And so you got like Chromebook-like functionality. Um, and multitasking and whatnot and better apps and so it's it's really they're they've really stepped up their game with this and I've I've appreciated it. That's the second time I've used that expression in this series of anchor casts. That's I made it's made, rough. Me, made me sad a little bit. Yeah. Anyway. I need right. to step up my game is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh speaking of stepping up our game, we are uh I think we've been pretty consistent in podcasting. Like I always felt bad in the past uh, back when we were really struggling to even do the every two weeks thing, yeah. Uh, but we've been we've been putting out content pretty consistently, mm-hmm. and I would have felt bad before asking for people to share our stuff because we weren't even making it. But I feel like you know we're doing we're doing better, and yeah. uh, our audience is uh, pretty consistently staying at the same number that it's been at for the last year. So did want to encourage you if you find any of the content that we're making, maybe, maybe on the whole you actually wish that you didn't listen to us, but you find some of the stuff helpful. <laughs> uh, if you uh, would, if you think of it, think of somebody else who would find it helpful, find it useful. Uh, maybe you could share, share our anchor cast, share our warb site, share the uh, episode, or uh, leave us a review on iTunes. You know that sort of thing. We yeah. would really appreciate it because we're trying to, uh, I don't know, we're trying to trying to be more consistent here. And uh... yeah, I, th- I think we we would like to step up our game. <laughs> Oh my heavens! I mean, no. one day, one day we hope to just retire and record this show. Yeah, that's it. Be fabulously wealthy. You know the usual. What happens with most podcasters? Let's be honest. Exactly. You know, you start a podcast and you become fabulously wealthy, and then you start what Amazon? Is that what Bezos? Do? I, I don't remember exactly what the flow of that was, but it was something like that. Yeah, Bezos started with a podcast. Podcast yeah. and Amazon. Then selling books. Yeah, and then going to Mars. Wait, that's Musk. Anyway, the important thing is. I thought Musk was a cologne. It is. Drakkar Noir. Uh, so yeah, f- please feel free to share our stuff. Uh, we would really appreciate it. 
Yep. Um, and hopefully your friends would appreciate it, or they won't talk to you again. Yeah, it can, you can actually really, you can actually really thin the herd, as it were, on friends. Because if they don't like Helvetic, you can say it's me, or Helvetic. Wait, that would be wrong. That would. Never mind. The thing is, if they don't like Helvetic, really, are they your friends? Mm. Um, honestly. That's. Yeah, they probably. I mean, that probably. That's shouldn't. That's have not. no bearing at all. Next week on Anchor, we will be discussing what would an ideal Photoshop solution be like oh. if it were completely redesigned. Forget everything about Photoshop. So if and we start a for modern brand uses. new Helvetic of Photoshop. Kickstarter. What would it be? Yeah, what would it look like? What kind of features? So if you have thoughts on that, yeah. I'm making this up. We we might I've, decide to talk something else, but hey, I like this idea. Cool idea. I really could... want something to replace Photoshop and that has a lot more After Effects like, uh, or or even node based integration. Wow. But we'll talk. And see, and I totally disagree with that. Anyway, so that'll be fun. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Bye. Toodles.